This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about the fictional foods, the semi-fictional foods, of Steven Universe. Yes. Which you know we love these fictional foods episodes. Oh, so much. And uh, you can go check out uh, the many we've already done. But yes, mm. I do love this show. Oh, me um, too. It's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> I benched it a couple years ago, I think around the same time as I did Adventure Time. So that was like 2014. Okay. So I'm behind. Yes. Um, yeah. But I did. I did love it. Uh, and recently, I went to Dragon Con, this convention here in Atlanta, and one of my good friends friend of hers uh, came dressed as Garnet, oh. and it was an amazing Garnet. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a difficult series to, to costume many of mm -hmm. the characters because a lot of them are like really sci-fi fantasy based uh, with, and it, it's very cartoony too, so you're like, how would I physically construct that in real life? It would not support the weight of itself. Uh <laughs> But but absolutely, like my friends and I have talked about costuming <laughs> from mm -hmm. that series, and <sighs> it seems like a lot. I don't know how to. I don't have a vacuum mold, so I don't know. <laughs> well, anybody out there, answer a call. <laughs> Do you have a vacuum mold? Um, yeah, I wonder if I can hunt down a picture of hers. Hers was really really good. Cool. Um, yeah, and uh, Lauren and I are very excited to talk about this. I did take. 
uh, a very scientific <laughs> quiz key quiz. Okay. Uh, before this, called "Who Are You from Steven Universe?" based on your food preferences, and according to that, I am Peridot, which I think is my birthstone. Okay. Um. It did make me feel kind of basic or maybe <laughs> simple uh, in my preferences, uh, but a lot of the choices were fairly basic. Like it was like pancake, waffle, bacon. That's not totally accurate, but essentially yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like coffee, so. tea, or orange juice. And like, right. like yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got Peridot, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I don't know how accurate the quiz is, but I will say that absolutely Peridot is the character that I like over-associate with on the show. Um <laughs> Like uh, a shout shout out to my dear friend Cody who introduced me to the show. Uh, uh, Cody, uh, formerly of um, giving me way too much beautiful information about Pokemon fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah they they introduced me to the series, and um, we'll be watching it together. And something they're they're a lot like Lapis, um, and uh-huh. uh, so like we'll be watching the series together and. Peridot or Lapis will say something and we'll turn to the other one and be like, Lauren, Cody, like <laughs> as though it's our fault that they said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> I did. I liked Peridot a lot. I can see Peridot in you. I don't know if I'm a Peridot. Yeah, but I don't think you are. But I did take another very scientific quiz. <laughs> Right before this, from BuzzFeed, and I got Steve. Steven. Oh, oh, that's um, a lot more. That's a lot more you. Yeah, I think I think so. But I did love Peridot. Like it was yeah. just one of those ones where I was like, I don't think I don't think it was right, yeah. but I do love this character, so mm-hmm. I won't <laughs> like sneeze at it. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh. Uh, also, also, um, our coworker Holly Fry got to put together a few years ago um, a lovely short podcast series called "Drawn: The Story of Animation" uh, that was in collaboration with Cartoon Network, which is the the uh, channel that Steven Universe was hosted on. Um, and Steven's creator Rebecca Sugar said a whole lot of very smart, very lovely things uh, in that podcast. So, so go check that out if you have an interest in any of that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I guess that brings us to our question. Mm-hmm. Steven Universe. Oh, what is it? Well, uh, Steven Universe is an animation-based media franchise about the life and adventures of this sweet, relatable kid by the name of Steven Universe uh, and his family, natural and chosen, as he grows up. Uh, and Steven happens to be a half-human, half-gem-based alien life form who sometimes has to help that family save his town and his planet and beyond from both their enemies and themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very excited to hear your description of this. <laughs> so far, you're knocking it out of the park. You're not letting me down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's surreal and funny and introspective. And and this very just dear, all ages science fiction fantasy piece that focuses on themes of acceptance and emotional maturity, and like learning and and growth, despite the world and the people in it uh, being less than perfect. 
it's about it's about working on it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's like it's like having a rollicking good time going to therapy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, some pretty heavy stuff in there for sure. There is, there is. Like within this, like hypothetically, children's show for children. Like there's a lot of stuff that made me look at myself and kind of cry about it. So mm-hmm. that <laughs> so cool. Good times. Highly recommend. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this all started or started airing in 2013 as an animated TV series on Cartoon Network aimed primarily at uh, kids and or young adults, with each episode running about 11 minutes. It ran for five seasons with a total of 162 episodes, 160, 162, something right around there. Um, Yeah, ran through early 2019. There is also a feature-length film that premiered later in 2019, uh, mostly on TV. There was some limited theater appearances as well, uh, and an epilogue series called Steven Universe Future, which ran for 20 episodes in late 2019 and early 2020. Uh, there have also been a number of uh, like kids' books and trivia and art books, uh, comics, video games, and soundtracks, because the show does have a strong musical element. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, I have the I have the theme song in my head right now. Uh, the show was created by Rebecca Sugar, who is a writer and cartoonist and composer and performer. They cut their teeth on Adventure Time uh, with Cartoon Network early in that series production, like 2009-ish. You can see our whole episode on Adventure Time for more about that. And then, yeah, she pitched uh, Steven. Uh, Rebecca Sugar came out as non-binary after the series aired, by the way. When when it premiered, she was the first woman to helm a series solo for Cartoon Network. Now she's the first non-binary person, uh, uses she, they pronouns, which is why I am using both. Anyway, uh, the series kicks off with the basic, basic and scare quotes, uh, <laughs> setup of this 13-year-old boy, Stephen, uh, who lives with his guardians, who are these three gemstone-based anthropomorphic aliens called the Crystal Gems. And they are on Earth to fight evil and help Stephen learn how to control his gem-based powers. Uh, Stephen's human dad, Greg Universe, lives mostly in a van and is also involved in Stephen's daily life. Uh, Stephen's mother was also a crystal gem, and she isn't, like, technically around anymore. Shades of her kind of live on in Stephen's gem, but she basically died giving birth to him in a complicated way. It's an it's an unconventional family unit. All right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is ostensibly a food show. Uh, gems don't have to eat, though they can, but certainly the human characters and Stephen do have to eat. And food is just a hyper-integral part of the series because because the series is meant to be personal and relatable. And it can be very slice of life, like episode to episode, despite the fact that there are all these, like, weird epic action sequences and bizarre monsters and, like, they go to other planets and or dimensions sometimes. The food is both a grounding element and, like, a way of showcasing how weird this fictional universe can get. Um, like on the one hand, the show's opening sequence features uh, Greg setting up a beachside cookout. The title card in the first season has Stephen eating a hot dog. Uh, on the other hand, within the first handful of episodes, like you get this French fry costume that comes to life like a golem. <laughs> it's partially made of French fries, and it forces people to eat French fries. Uh, 
they have to they have to like take it down and it like profusely b- bleeds ketchup. Uh- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen this show, I'm just so happy for you right now. <laughs> so I'm yeah. eating up your confusion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the series is mostly set in um, a small fictional town called Beach City. Um, it has shades of like northeastern Oceanside boardwalk towns. Uh, it has like an amusement park and several little restaurants, including a Big Donut, which is a pastry and coffee and snack shop, uh, Beach City Walk Fries, which specializes in French fries, Fish Stew Pizza, which is a pizza parlor that has fish options. Extra fishy <laughs> options? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the Crab Shack, which is a slightly more upscale restaurant. Ooh. Definitely serves breadsticks. Don't don't know whether they're unlimited. Oh. Yeah. Probably not if it's upscale. You know? You know? <laughs> Uh, a lot of the a lot of the recurring characters who become very close friends with Stephen and his cohort um, uh, throughout the series work in these shops and are shown producing some of this food. And you know, right? Like it, like it is a series about the human experience. Um, and so throughout, food is a uh, is a is a fuel and a sustenance. It's also a pleasure and a comfort. It's also a, a social tool and a sharing of oneself and one's culture. It's also a livelihood and an economy and like a way to to find purpose or to put purpose in your life. Um, and it's also part of a greater uh, ecology that we all live in. And that gets really funny because like a lot of the characters are gems. They are not from Earth. They don't have to eat. So, so you also get this outsider perspective of how food works and and of how people's humans relationships with food work. Um, just for example, those three main gems who are Stephen's guardians, uh, amethyst, pearl, and and garnet. You could you could make the argument that their characters are tropes of the id, the superego, and the ego. So amethyst being the id will and does eat anything and everything and has these like hangry moments and like devours sentient pizza and you know like eats literal garbage stuff like that mm-hmm. uh pearl the superego despises consuming food she thinks the whole process of digestion is the most disgusting thing she can possibly think of um <laughs> And Garnet, as the ego, is like, you know, like, she will eat. She's willing to eat, uh, but, like, doesn't really have a strong emotion about it, doesn't really overdo it, mostly does it as, like, a kind of social, uh, social placation. hmm Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's, like, there's, like, infinite stuff to unpack there. Yeah. Um, about, about the series, though, uh, like Adventure Time, it was storyboard-driven, which means that the artists were also the writers, which you can really see in like the tight collaboration among the visuals and the dialogue and the music to all tell the story together. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Sugar has talked about the show becoming an increasingly personal project um, over the course of its life about about self-discovery and growth, really heavily influenced by everything that she went through. She was she was 23 years old when she pitched the series. Um, that she then produced, that then got really big in a really short period of time. 
And she also started therapy and she also came out as bisexual and then as non-binary. Um, she has a little brother named Stephen. Uh, she also talks about, you know, try, trying to take the constrictive tropes that she grew up seeing in kids' media and in animation, like, like Disney animation in particular, and trying to uh, uh, question them or, or invert them. Uh, interestingly to me, uh, the, the, the voice actor who plays Steven was only a couple years older than the character when the series started, like maybe 15 or 16. And so the show really uh, lets the, the character and the actor and the audience all sort of grow up together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my best friend's younger brothers, uh, he told me that fact. Um, and he writes uh, Steven Universe fan fiction. Oh. Which I find incredibly adorable. And <laughs> also, so I sweet. never would have guessed. Huh. Like, he's just not the type. And so I love that. I love that. This show is kind of about like not judging or assuming based on type or like questioning stereotypes. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, uh, what about the new drink? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, normally this is where I say don't eat media franchises, but, but I'm going to go ahead and say you do you. You do you on this one. You make, you make your own decision. Uh, make, you know, you, you work on it. You work on it with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Just like Steven and his friends. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we do have some numbers for you. A few. Yeah. Uh, as of 2020, when uh, when Future was airing, the series had aired in 187 countries with an average audience of a million viewers per episode. It has a 100% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> oh yes, it does. <laughs> which makes me so happy. Heck. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, it's been nominated for about 36 awards across the industry as an overall series and also in various categories for its art and sound and vocals. Uh, it won eight of those awards, including, um, but not limited to, a James Tiptree Jr. Honor List Award for Rebecca Sugar, which is an award for, uh, for speculative fiction that explores gender. Um, an award for Best Vocal Ensemble from Behind the Voice Actor Awards, and a dang Peabody for Youth Programming. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then bringing it back to food, mm -hmm. uh, over on the Tumblr, as I wrote, and I don't know why I put the, if I was trying to be ironic or not, can't remember. Yeah, cool. um, user Love Takes Work created every recipe from the show. <laughs> And it's excellent. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, like like I didn't I didn't double check, but I counted uh, I counted through real quick and counted seventy nine recipes. Um, and yes, this is a fabulously fun project with a really hilarious list of caveats. 
um, including like, okay, I'm not going to do recipes about about stuff if it's only mentioned and not pictured. I'm not going to do recipes if it's pictured in the background and not featured. I'm not going to do recipes if it's like a non-food item that some monster eats or amethyst eats because it's furniture. Uh, not putting together recipes for those. But yeah, <laughs> 70, 79 recipes. Yeah. <laughs> Which wow. is, I think, conservative, extremely conservative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, going through, we do have a list of, of some of the big food and drink items in here. And we had to limit. We had to limit ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It could have gone on a lot longer. It, yes. It's there. Like, people are eating in. I, I cannot remember an episode where food doesn't come up in some way. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into some of those examples. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, yes, like with many things we talk about in these fictional food segments, episodes, um, many of these foods and drinks are, um, or variations of them exist in our real world. So you can tell, like, what the inspiration was, what the idea was uh-huh. behind said food or drink item. A lot of the branded objects in the show, in particular, have similar packaging to a real world product, like a generic margarine in a yellow tub. Yeah, going. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, lo- lots of lots of examples of that in there. Yes. For example, one of my favorites is something called Beast, <laughs> <laughs> which is a can. It's a brand of canned beverage similar in appearance to Monster Energy drinks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of my favorites. Chops. <laughs> Chops. Is that how you say it? Cops. <laughs> yes. It's got a lot of A's in it, everybody. <laughs> um, this is a brand of potato chips debuted in the episode Monster Buddies uh, when Steven feeds them to Nephrite. And I'm not going to explain any of this. Again, I love the idea of people just listening confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just, just go with it. Anytime, anytime that you hear a, a, the, the name of a rock, you're yeah. talking about some kind of... Uh, animate like like uh, a sentient creature yeah. yeah and you're just gonna have to watch the show to learn anything else than that yeah um, yeah but yes uh steven later uses these chips in a later episode to jog nephrite's memory of him oh. like remember when i fed you those potatoes like see yeah. how sweet and sad um they do have a couple of flavors like a maximum bbq and <laughs> cheese with a z uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they are featured in, in several episodes. Oh, yeah. Many, many episodes, especially mm-hmm. in the background. Yes. And then there are Cheese Balls, uh, which is a brand of cheese puffs sold in canisters that they also pop up in a lot of episodes, including Fusion Cuisine, which is one of those episodes that has a lot to do with food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when Steven uses them to decorate a cake, which is also a recurring theme of like oh, putting... Yeah. Salty snacks on sweet items, which I read like a couple of people were like, yeah, very similar to a child's palate. But I was kind of like, yes, but let's be real. A lot of us do that and enjoy that as adults. Yes. Similar to a child's palate. I will. I will allow. (laughs) Sure. Or or similar to a child's experimentation at any rate, because Stephen does do a lot of experimenting with with foods. Yes. Which speaking of, this is a big one that popped up a lot. Together breakfast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was the name of the fourth episode of season one, so very early on, and was also the name a, of a breakfast that Stephen attempts to make to share with everybody. And here's a quote I wanted to include. Okay, yeah, I can't yeah. can't do the voices, but... We're oh, gonna... that's... All right, cool. 
<laughs> so this is Stephen. Everyone's out. Guess I'm making us breakfast. Pearl, Garnet, Amethyst, is anyone home? One, two, three, wrap in. Uh, I guess they're all still out saving the world. Look at you. You're out of control. Pearl, Garnet, it's done. That thing's too good for me to eat alone. It's a together breakfast. <laughs> ah, Garnet, perfect. Check it out. It's not exactly healthy, but it's in a stack. So I guess you could say it's a balanced breakfast you know like i made us all breakfast i thought we could eat together like like best buds then garnet says i can't today there's business to attend to inside the temple <laughs> the whole episode is just him trying to get them all together to eat this breakfast yeah yeah it's really cute mm -hmm. um so this also shows up in a handful of other episodes mm -hmm. and serves as uh, Garnet's wedding cake, which yes. is adorable. <laughs> um, and, and there's a strawberry on top in the regular one. But on in this episode, it's replaced by these like little figurines of ruby and sapphire. Who are the two oh. getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or mm -hmm. fusing, as the case may be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So based on the image from this episode and fan-created recipes, what Stephen makes is essentially a stack of waffles mm -hmm. or pancakes. No, it's, it's definitely waffles. Yeah. Okay. Some of the recipes had, had pancakes, but that might be a preference thing. So, okay. Waffles smothered in chocolate sauce or maybe maple syrup. It looked like chocolate sauce to me, but everybody seemed to agree it was maple syrup. So, all right. Okay. Um, topped with a healthy swirl of whipped cream, topped with a strawberry, and finished with popcorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, again, with the salty sweet kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, sounds good. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. One bite, though, I think I'd be done. But that <laughs> one bite would be delicious. Oh, right. Um, also, continuing along with traditionally breakfast items, there is the bagel sandwich. First seen in the episode Cheeseburger Backpack, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. And it pops up in a few episodes after that as well. It appears to be a sunny-side-up fried egg, a slice of cheese, and turkey bacon, or perhaps salmon, or perhaps Canadian bacon. Okay, yeah. Um, sandwiched between a split bagel, which yeah. sounds delicious too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and binging with Babish uh, uh, did did a recipe for this one. Um, <laughs> you mm. can you can look that up if you'd like to. Uh, speaking of breakfast foods, there. Okay, there's a TV series within the series um, called Crying Breakfast Friends. <laughs> okay. And these are like semi-anthropomorphic breakfast foods that cry a lot, um, out of sadness and out of joy. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's a show that Steven is watching kind of a lot and like no one else gets it. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but they're all mm -hmm. willing to watch it with him. Um and I think that actually it's it's a metaphor for Steven Universe itself. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, why are they crying again? Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> uh, there are there are other fictional brands in there though too. Yes, including Guacola, mm -mm -mm. Um, which is an avocado soda. That was handed out to attendees of a show by Sour Cream DJs, uh, done by Sour Cream DJ in the episode Drop Beat Dad, which is a great episode title. Drop Beat uh, Dad? Yeah. 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 That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, the packaging claims that it has the nutritional equivalent of three avocados. <laughs> 
And like avocados, it has a bit of a mushy consistency. Okay. So almost everyone pours it out because they think it's gross. <laughs> um, it is later revealed to be banned in 17 states and facing at least one lawsuit, <laughs> which I love. Oh, heck. Mm-hmm. And then a few random things. There's also Drink Up, which is like 7-Up. And durian juice that comes in a in a juice box. Mm-hmm. Frequently featured durian juice. Um, also, uh, tomato soup in a juice box shows up at one point. Mm-hmm. And then there is something called cookie cats. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So cookie cats are ice cream sandwiches in the shape of a cat's head. Um, so it's two chocolate cookies with half strawberry and half vanilla ice cream sandwich between them. Um, these first showed up in the episode Gym Glow and are Stephen's favorite item at the Big Donut. And yeah, this is basically a donut-based snack and drink store that is frequented often. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the course of that episode, these cookie cats were being replaced by a rival product, Lion Liquors. Yeah, the yeah. competitor. <laughs> and this is, by the way, the first episode this is the the, the the drama, the drama of Steven not being able to get his beloved cookie cats yeah. is the first scene of the first episode. It's important. You this know? is where it starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and cookie cats do keep showing up throughout the series, mm-hmm. either as food. So like uh, Steven's birthday cake is in the shape of a cookie cat um, in one of the seasons. And he later makes his own cookie cats for the gyms. Mm-hmm. Or in merchandise, like his cookie cat-shaped alarm clock, which I think he has two. I think we see two different ones. And also cookie cat-shaped walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, their mascot cookie cat is on the, the pink packaging. It's pretty eye-catching, the packaging. Um, and the half-and-half half nature of the ice cream is reflected on cookie cat's features so okay. like the eye one of his eyes is like white one is pink for the vanilla okay. and the strawberry you know uh yeah um in one episode steven dreams that cookie cat goes evil and uses a spaceship to kill him no no sounds like a dream i would have to be honest oh dear heck mm-hmm. <laughs> um so according to the Crystal Gems, they went around stealing a bunch in this episode for him, uh, for Steven. But Pearl admits that she went back and paid for all of the cookie cans. Yeah, so they yeah, were she not did. stolen. Yeah. <laughs> um, However, Stephen eats all of these cookie cats to get the energy to summon a shield to save the gems. Um so yeah, at the beginning of the episode, eating a sandwich and singing the theme song of this of this mascot of this item uh, seemed to activate his gym, but in the end, it was just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> but he thought like, oh, if I eat them, I'll get all this power. And yeah. Um, of note, one of the song lyrics references that Cookie Cat is a refugee of an interstellar war. Oh, yes. Okay. Similar to the gyms, maybe. Yeah. Um. In the Steven Universe video game Gymbound, Cookie Cats restore Steven's energy and they restore <laughs> harmony in the light series of the gym. So, like, you eat them and you get, like, this energy, <laughs> this, like, <laughs> harmony, which I love. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then 
In a 2015 promotion for New York Comic Con, the fantasy food truck sold cookie cats, among other things, but cookie cats. That's that's, that's very cute. That's real good. Yes, you can still find the menu online. It's pretty great. Uh, but I suppose uh, we should talk about the competitor, Line Liquors, for a minute. Um, Steven, obviously not a fan, uh, complaining, <laughs> they don't even look like lions. Uh, <laughs> they're sort of like ice cream popsicles. Uh, they're shaped lion-ish. Yeah. They remind me of like those Snoopy ice cream things I used to get as a kid. But sure, anyway. totally. Like a, like a good humor truck looking thing. Sure. Right, exactly. Um, and they're, yeah, they're made with this yellow ice cream. Um, however, upon melting, they do take on a bit of a creepy a bit of a creepy vibe, I must say. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will say that there, there is, um, there is a bit of a creepy vibe, uh, sprinkled throughout this series, like, <laughs> yep, like, like powdered sugar on a donut. Um, it, mm. yeah, yeah. The the series really does does play with genre, um, kind of bouncing around from from comedy to horror to action to everything else. Drama. Yeah, yeah, and so drama. much drama. Heck. Yeah, like punch you in the heart drama. Yeah. Oh my god, um, we love also, it. <laughs> I know we love it. It's great. Also, I'm pretty sure the lion liquor mascot had his own kind of sad story arc himself. So you know, it's it, there's something for everybody. Uh, <laughs> there's also Colonel Colonel's classic creamed cord, <laughs> which by name alone I had to include. Colonel it's Colonel only in one yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, it's a can of creamed corn with this mascot, Colonel Colonel, saying in a speech bubble, it's creamtastic. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's great. Art. 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 (laughs) Oh, speaking of, um, (laughs) this one, oh my gosh, clams, peanut butter, and a side of cut grass. Yeah. Yeah, that's a dish. Mm Mm-hmm. You heard it correctly. Uh, This dish only appeared in one episode, too, uh, when an unaligned character named Bluebird Azurite makes it to impress Steven. And Steven, being Steven, eats it at Bluebird's request. (laughs) Um, As pointed out on the fan wiki, all of these foods are known allergens. Which I yeah, did she's, not pick up on. I didn't I pick up on either, but she's definitely trying to kill him. So, uh, so, it, so it tracks. So it tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, then there's the dog nut, which is an item sold at the Big Donut. And it is a hot dog that is placed through the holes of three frosted donuts. And then that is all topped with some mustard. Oof. Dog nut. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's something I can see in our real world, for sure. I am positive someone has done this and done it gloriously. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, there are fire salts. Okay, so fire <laughs> salt is this mysterious magical seasoning. No one seems to be too sure what's in it. Um, to me, it seems sort of like a itching powder and that it's used... And these pranks in the episode Joking Victim are like maybe like hot peppery spice, like the equivalent of putting that on someone's food unexpectedly or so they don't know. Because it causes this burning sensation like literally when one character ate an entire tube of this shimmery red salt 
He breathed fire, and he had to stick his head in a tub of ice cream to try to cool himself down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's right. Like, so that's where, yeah, some of the weird magic kind of stuff comes in. Um, another example of that is in the Watermelon Stevens. Um, okay, so one of one of Steven's gem-based powers is that his spit is like kind of magical. Um, <laughs> so during this one episode, he he accidentally creates a patch of watermelons and then an army of watermelons that are Steven shaped after he like spits a whole barrage of seeds around and then leaves them overnight. Mm-hmm. Yes, he winds up eating one. Um, of course. Yeah. And throughout the series, a few other vegetables also become sentient or semi-sentient. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Obviously. Uh, and then we have to talk about some fries. Oh, goodness, we do. Mm-hmm, because we have a couple <laughs> of French fry dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as we mentioned earlier, a fry shop is one of the small businesses in Beach City. It is run by the Fryman family. Mm-hmm. And one thing Stephen orders there are these things called fry bits, which are presumably the smaller leftover bits of fries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they are usually free, but we see Stephen offering to purchase them. Uh-huh. Um, it also turns out that Mr. Fryman is in this, like, long-running feud or, or uneasy piece with neighboring restaurant Fish Stew Pizza. Uh, in one episode, that piece is broken. Uh, the fry shop offers... Pizza bits. The pizza shop offers fries. Uh, the, the their kids and and Stephen have to broker a renewed treaty, which <laughs> which involves the creation of of a, a couple of really stunning, stunningly beautiful dishes, um, including uh, the uh, a pizza that's served on a bagel, uh, <laughs> yep. which which allows you to have pizza anytime. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. And also fantastic fries, which are like sort of these fancy fries filled with ketchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, and speaking of ketchup, there's a brand on the show called Heinz, H-Y-N-E-S, huh. mm-hmm. which is named after the show's lead character designer, Danny Heinz. Oh. Yeah. Um, and this character named Garbanzo, which is fun. Uh <laughs> Fakes, fakes his own death with Heinz in the episode Onion Gang, obviously using it as like a blood. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there, there's a there's at least a couple instances of using ketchup as a, like a fake blood substitute. I know that uh, Sadie Miller in her Sadie Killer phase also uses some ketchup blood effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. And then, I guess, uh, low-key speaking of Sadie, I wanted to talk about the uh, ube roll cake because uh, this is this is one of the, uh, no pun intended, sweetest uh, sweetest food moments on the show that I remember um, is, is when one of the townspeople named Lars, um, who starts out working in the, uh, in the donut shop, it turns out that he loves baking. He's not just working there because it's a it's a job. Um, like he bakes a pumpkin cake shaped like a pumpkin um, and an ube roll, uh, like a sponge cake made with ube, which is a sweet purple yam spread with cream filling and then shaped into a log like roll, like a like a Yule log. Yeah. Um, and and it really goes into Lars's feelings about this recipe, which is a family recipe and about baking because he's really self-critical and he's afraid that him liking baking will make him seem uncool. 
and uh, it's something that he really struggles with. Even though Stephen and and the aforementioned Sadie, who's uh, Lars' coworker, both like really encourage him and say that he's great at it, but he's you know he's kind of just still working through it. Yeah, you know, just like all of us, just oh. like all of us. <sighs> yeah. Well, clearly we highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> I I really I really hope that that we described that 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 we gave you enough to understand vaguely what we were talking about at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that's really once you watch it, I don't think there's no difficulty picking it up. Oh no. Oh no, no. No, it's but not describing it. Is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a challenging no show to watch. Um it's very light and fluffy. Uh mm-hmm. but except for all those gut punches except we keep talking about. <laughs> but generally, the overall vibe is like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we recommend it. And there I mean, we like we said we limited ourselves. So if there's anything we did and talk about that you want us to talk about let us know if you have any recipes if you've done any like oh yeah parties and made these recipes oh yeah Gosh. definitely let us know oh and i and i did want to put in here i forgot to write in a note into the outline but um okay so the uh the crew on steven universe had while the series was airing a tumblr blog uh called the crewniverse um <laughs> And they would have like little like 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 get togethers for when when, when all the episodes uh, came out and and they would frequently make either dishes from the show or uh, or like artistic uh, interpretations of the characters in Rice Krispie Treat form or what yes. have you. Um, really, really lovely stuff from a bunch of really creative, deeply weird people. <laughs> uh, that just, it's so delightful. Um, mm-hmm. Genuinely recommend checking out the Crewniverse blog and also uh, the other one, the one with all the recipes. Uh, Love Takes Work. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, you know, we did it in Bob's Burgers and it was a very fun time. If you want to write in and let us know what character you think we are. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. And what character you are. Yeah. That would also be great. <laughs> Please do. Goodness. Okay. Uh, right. We do have some listener mail for you ready right now, though. And we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts back thank you sponsor yes thank you and we're back with listener, listener. <laughs> i do get there's a song that i won an award didn't it there's a like well-known song that's in it in the series and it gets stuck in my head all the time totally randomly um but hmm. it, there, there's no way we could have done it it's like when <laughs> They're like fusing together. It's got that like no one oh, knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. but there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of really good songs in it. I yeah. that uh definitely when Cody and I are down, like we'll just kind of like put on songs from it and like shout along pretty off key, which is yeah, yeah. excellent. It's good. It's really good. So good. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> um, Kirsten wrote, being gluten-free living in Miami, arepas have become a beloved dietary staple of mine. I was introduced to Venezuelan salad arepas first through popular food trucks and an awesome local place called Doggies, which has the iconic yellow packages of harina pen stacked on open shelves around the restaurant as part of the decor. Uh, my favorite fillings for a loaded Venezuelan arepa are queso de mano, black beans, sweet plantains, and avocado. You guys were not kidding about the cravings induced by the episode. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, 
I've also come to learn about some of the regional differences and popular types of Colombian arepas. I work for a Colombian-owned company and have traveled to Medellin, or perhaps Medellin, I uh, hope I didn't totally mess that up, um, for work where I was delighted to find a little erepita about the size of an Oreo, served with pretty much every plate at every meal. They also have an amazing breakfast specialty called arepa de choclo con queso, a sweet corn arepa made with a mix of cornmeal and blended whole sweet corn kernels served with tons of delicious salty cheese. Mm. Mm. Both of these are popular in Paisa regional cuisine in the mountainous interior of the country. On a separate trip to Colombia, my husband and I went to Cartagena, which is on the Caribbean coast and had a totally different culinary scene. The arepa de huevo that you mentioned in the episode is the local specialty in Cartagena. They were everywhere, from street vendors serving them up late night outside of bars to the breakfast menus at high-end historic hotels. Cartagena is an amazing food city. So much fresh seafood and tropical fruit. But I digress. Anyways, I've included pictures of some favorite arepas and now I have to go make some for lunch. <laughs> oh, jealous. So jealous of all of it. Yes. <laughs> oh, all of that sounds so good. Oh my gosh. I have not gotten an arepa since we did that episode, but I want one of every single one of these things. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Oh. Heck, I'm hungry now. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. thank, thank you. Oh, yes, man. yes. Pictures. We, I mean. we, we asked <laughs> and you answered. You did indeed. You did indeed. You've opened my mind to some options, and also I apologize if I, I was stumbling through the Spanish. But you know, <laughs> give it a old savor try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh heck. Um. Uh. Oh, speaking of. Old saver tries on pronunciation. Okay, uh, Hannah wrote, I'm from the U.S., but I'm currently a master's student in Germany. So when I heard your non-alcoholic beer episode from a couple months ago, I wanted to chime in. Uh, Non-alcoholic or alcohol-free beer is pretty popular in Germany to the point where they were the main sponsor of the triathlon I participated in this summer. Ooh, good for you. Uh, uh, Beer brands are also pretty regional here. When I lived in Hamburg, uh, Astra... Astra is one of the big local brands, and they're known for their crazy ad campaigns. I thought this particular billboard I saw was uh, worth sharing. It's for a non-alcoholic beer with pomegranate juice and caffeine. For when you want an energy drink but also want the taste of beer? The uh, the article that picture is from says that the drink has guavana in it, which is supposedly an aphrodisiac. <laughs> They say in parentheses, I can only hear that word in Lauren's voice now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> usually, usually Annie, but but both of us, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, so uh, the man stripping in the photo is supposed to be uh, Aphrodieter. There you go. Yeah. Uh, they have plenty of other strange ad campaigns if you want to check them out. As a side note, I just listened to your Cloudberry episode. Uh, Last semester, I had a field course on the wetlands of northern Germany, and I gave a presentation on the plants found in peat bogs. It was a short presentation, so I didn't do too much research into cloudberries specifically, but now I know we would have been super lucky to see them out in the field. But we did come across sundew, which is a carnivorous plant, so that was pretty exciting too. Yeah. Ah! (laughs) Oh, I love a carnivorous plant. So good. Sundew is such an innocuous name for it, too. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. that's wonderful. And thank you for writing in about uh, about beer culture and especially non-alcoholic beer culture over in Germany. Yes. The ad campaign in question is quite striking. Um, <laughs> the man is wearing kind of a wrestler's outfit and a blue bow tie. Uh-huh. And he's ripping his shirt open, and it's for beer, non-alcoholic beer. So yeah, I am in. But I know right, it, it's a, it's in a very like 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 eighties hair metal kind of vibe. It is. Yes, yes, it is. Um, we're seeking out. We're seeking out. I think. <laughs> um, as are cloudberries, which I love. How many of you have written in and said like I didn't realize they were such a big deal. Uh, and I almost had them or did have them and didn't realize. Oh. One day, Lauren, one day we'll get yeah. some. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> yes, I know so. That's what I say. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks to both of these listeners for writing to us. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.